Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 52 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are one week away from WWE's Elimination Chamber. We are less than a month away from Revolution. And we had just a hell of a week of wrestling. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage were in Atlantic City this week. We were there. It was a lot of fun. Small venue, but a lot of fun. Yes, really small. I've been to that... um the like boardwalk hall in Atlantic mm-hmm. City before it is a very small venue but it didn't feel because watching it back on TV it doesn't look as small as it is no um, but I mean it was a fantastic show top to bottom including like the dark card uh, so we got to see Dynamite we got to see Rampage and they kicked it off with one of just the most insane celebrations MJF is probably the best heel in wrestling he is he plays the pissant role for real so perfectly well. And he starts off this show with, well, I should say, we start off this show with Wardlow coming down, and he basically is helping to decorate the ring. And we saw this set up uh, because we were there. They're like They're putting like plants. They're rolling out this carpet, and we're like, what is about to go on? Wardlow setting up the ring with like these cardboard cutouts. It was perfect. And then we got sh- the best accountability buddy, Sean Spears, is here. FTR is here with Tully Blanchard. They're celebrating. They're walking arm in arm with champagne. And then, of course... Uh, with a special introduction from Justin Roberts, MJF is carried to the ring and... Dude, the throne that he was on. Just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, like, everybody is, like, like everybody hates MJF, but everybody's also just, like, booing slash cheering when this is happening because it was just perfect. And he gets to the apron, he's got a kiss on the cheek from one side, and then just plays just the most intense tonsil hockey with the other girl on the other oh, side. we were so confused about that. It's his girlfriend. It was fine. Yeah, it's um, fine, guys. It was all fine. But it was very interesting, because in this whole celebration, he's saying how he would not have been able to beat CM Punk twice in Chicago if it weren't for Sean Spears. And which was amazing, because he had that pause of, like, we knew it should have been that... He wasn't going to beat CM Punk without Wardlow. Right. Wardlow helped him. Yes. Physically helped him. And, like, the camera cuts to Wardlow. He's annoyed, obviously. Right. Because this keeps happening. Wardlow's going to beat that ass. Wardlow's complete, like, break... It's not even going to be a breakdown. It's going to be a break free from MJF. Is he's going, going to, to be, break him in half. It's going to be so violent. It, he's already so over with the crowd because everybody knows where this is going yes. and we're just waiting. We're waiting impatiently Because that it. fuse is getting shorter and shorter mm-hmm. and the fire is getting hotter and hotter. And yeah, MJF just, he thanks Sean Spears for the help and then eventually we get CM Punk. And it, it's exactly what we said was going to happen uh, last week on our show when we said MJF's going to come out and talk about how he beat CM Punk twice mm-hmm. the same night in his city and, I mean, he got—I mean, the crowd was, like, worshipping him. It, it was such a, so in weird. In such a bizarre way. But it's so much respect for what he's doing because he's playing this heel role so well. So well. He's the Punk, best heel, for sure. Sam Punk comes out to no music. No, he just comes out, which was confusing. Waves over Shivani, and he says that he's got help this time. He didn't have help last week. He wants a rematch. He wants it with Wardlow, which is interesting. He's trying to uh, basically get Wardlow to break free sooner. Yes. Right, Sam Punk's going to yes. be the guy that's trying to liberate Wardlow here, and he brings out Sting and Darby, and he's got help. He wants to he wants to get his hands on MJF again, right? MJF's not down with it, obviously, because yeah, he, he already, already beat him twice. He already beat him twice, exactly. And so that brings us to CM Punk's challenge. He's going to face FTR, 
with a special friend, right? Yes, like a mystery tag mystery partner. Mystery tag partner, because it's not allowed to be Darby, it's not allowed to be Sting for whatever reason. Yeah, according to MJF. So the crowd is obviously a buzz because Tony Khan previously in the week had said that he was going to open the Forbidden Door. Right. And there was going to be a big debut on this show. So a lot of people were thinking, oh, it's going to be Sam Punk's tag partner. Right. Everybody that was around us kept saying, like, Samoa Joe is going to come out as Punk's partner. It was, like, a lot of, like, Samoa Joe talk. There mm-hmm. was, like, there was talk of other people as well. But, like, it ends up being John Moxley. And I went crazy. The crowd goes nuts. They love them some Mox, obviously. Uh, and, like, it was a good pair up. Like... I mean, yes. not that AEW has tag team rules because they no. don't. Oh, my God. But, like, it was a fun match to watch. It was longer than I expected it to be. All four of these men just got the shit kicked out of them. Especially Mox. Yes. I mean, for, he went for through a was, table. He was here for just to help Punk. Right. And ended up taking, like, the brunt of he the pr- abuse He here. did most of that match by himself. And we see just, I mean, a, just a really, really solid tag match. It was funny being there because everybody is just acknowledging the fact that Aubrey should have been counting these guys out. Oh, long everybody ago. was like, we were all counting, and Aubrey is not. And then at one point, like, she does start counting, and we're like, oh, what? Now you want to count? Like at this point, why are we even counting? Yeah, because it was like Moxie was on the outside after being put through a table, and then she gets in, and now she's going to count. And it was, it was a great tag match. CM Punk and Mox do get the win here. Um, what that means in the future, I guess we're going to get CM Punk and Wardlow or CM Punk and MJF in some kind of iteration, but I this think, feud is not done. That's the key here. I think Punk or MJF said that if Punk and his mystery partner were to win against FTR, then he will get his rematch anywhere, anytime, which means we will probably see this at Revolution. I would, yeah, I would guess because this isn't done. No. Um, and, and why not put it on a pay-per-view? And it needs to be something along the lines of, like, a a cage match or something that bars, like, interference completely. Right. And puts them both on a level playing field. Because MJF, he's going to cheat. Yeah, he's definitely going to cheat. And Sam Punk acknowledged it in his promo that, like, he should have known better. Yeah. And and he he should should, have. He absolutely should have. He should have. And I'd I'd assume this goes to some kind of, like, either a street fight or I would like to see a cage match because we don't see a ton of those in AEW anyway. Yeah. And it keeps out everybody else there's still like some chicanery that you can get involved in there uh, but i think that's where we're going here because we do kind of already know where we're going with the aew championship which we'll get to in a moment but we have to hit on just my favorite part of the week <laughs> andrade el Idolo is just a delight in every way shape and form and he finally gets his meeting with mr sting it was really funny because when darby and sting came out we were like oh my god we haven't seen sting in a minute and then like they went backstage because they're not allowed out during Punk's tag match. So they go backstage and we finally see this backstage encounter between them. And Andrade's like, all right, I'm ready to buy you, basically, basically. (laughs) to Darby. And even Sting's like, I thought we already cleared this up. And he's like, no, I'm I'm going to buy you, though. And Darby's like, I will never work for you. I am going after the TNT championship. And then Andrade in like... The eeriest way was just like, no, you, you will work for me. Well, like, he it was so threatening. He also wants the TNT title. Yes. So Andrade is going to apparently be in this Face of the Revolution ladder match for a shot to face um, Sammy Guevara for, I guess, both of his TNT titles <laughs> that yes, he's he still wearing. still has both titles. But Andrade, when he, when he was first started talking to Sting, 
he called him sir because he did not he knows the meme at this point yes he knows that everybody knows that he's calling him mr estink yes and he doesn't say it he says sir it was it was just such a heartwarming little moment because he knows what's going on but i think i love it for andrade it's because he's involved in something well i'm excited that we're gonna see him wrestle yes yeah um we are gonna get darby and sammy guevara apparently next week for the TNT championship, which is interesting. I feel like that's jumping the gun yeah, a little bit, but they're putting that on dynamite. But Andrade has his eyes on the TNT title and he has his eyes on Darby working for him. So like Darby wants the TNT title. Andrade wants to see the TNT title and Darby. It's very interesting. I'm intrigued to see where it goes because like you just said, like we have this tag team match lined up for next week or not this tag team, a title match lined up for next week. Which makes you think Sammy's going to win this match because Darby's already in the ladder match. But I think Sammy, there will be outside interference in the form of Andrade in that, that match. That makes sense because Sammy is kind of here doing his own thing and he wants to be the best champion that he can be. And we had the Inner Circle family meeting and I will tell you what, I was just like hype as hell being part of that Judas entrance. Like It's something else, man. It is something else. How just just perfect and And the best part is he did it twice he got to do it twice and by the time rampage starts because he's on the the announced team on rampage he did a full blown entrance again and it woke us up so like that actually i think that's why they did it but it was amazing and in all of this inner circle family meeting jericho is like fighting with santana and ortiz and they're talking about how jericho is a only here for himself as if this is new news yeah like where have you been for the last 30 years right. basically like no shit he's here for himself he's chris jericho it was interesting because the inner circle comes out and they it's just jericho and sammy and hager yeah santana ortiz come out by themselves to mm-hmm. their own theme music and they're they challenge chris jericho and hager to a match and sammy guevara is just the the child in the middle of a divorce <laughs> yeah. that doesn't know what to do. He's mad. Now he's mad at Jericho because Jericho told him to shut up. He takes his jacket off. Not either one of the belts that he's still carrying. Whatever. Both it doesn't them. upset me. But <laughs> he is basically, I mean, he says, figure your guys shit out. Until then, like, don't bother me. I'm busy doing my own shit, which is good for Sammy. He need, right. He should get away from the inner circle because this shit is imploding. And I feel like this is Santana and Ortiz's chance to also get away from this like jericho needs to be completely alone at some point in this like hager's going to be the last one to turn on him but santana and ortiz can go find their way in the tag division guevara is already doing great as a single by himself hager and jericho i don't know what you end up with there but jericho is going to end up by himself in all this yeah, and I think that's probably the best thing for them. We thought this months ago that the inner circle were going to end up getting, I almost said divorced, uh, split up, but it's, yeah, it's, it, it didn't happen. And then it's like they, they forgot about it. Right, and they start to fade away with Santana and Ortiz like going their own way. This is not the first time that Sammy has quit this group. So we're seeing yeah. that again. Um, he, it, like we said, ha- the, there's this ladder match happening at Revolution for his title. So we'll see where that leads. I'm very excited because we do not just have Andrade and Darby Allen in that match. Throughout the night, we also had Isaiah Cassidy with a secret de- or versus a secret debuting agent. And all of us are ready. We're like, all right, who's this opponent going to be? We again think, all right, maybe it's going to be Samoa Joe. Like, 
Is at this point, I was not thinking Samoa Joe. I was thinking Samoa Joe only if it was going to be Punk's Right. Um, the fact partner. that the Hardy family organization or the Andrade Hardy family organization is here with Isaiah Cassidy, my brain is still going, oh my God, it's going to be Jeff Hardy, like something. That was one as well, yeah, yes. before and then whispering. it was fucking Keith Lee. Huge pop. Everybody went ape shit. And this match, I mean, poor Isaiah Cassidy. He was he, a ragdoll. He did a fantastic job at selling. It was so good. And Keith Lee looked like the star that he is. He threw him so high at one point. This is the thing with Keith Lee. There, You don't have to do a lot. No. He will do the work for you. Just put him in the position. Mm-hmm. Like, he stood out so much at Survivor Series. Right. He stood out so much in NXT. You don't have to do a lot with this guy. He is a marvel. Like, just the size of him. 300-plus pounds, crazy athletic, insanely strong, with just a very dope moveset. And he just destroys Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, and he's going to be in this Face of the Revolution ladder match, which we're going to get at least two more people in. Because next think. week we have Dante Martin and Powerhouse Hobbs. That's going to be a qualifying match. Uh, and then we have Wardlow and Max Caster in another qualifying match. So, I mean, this match is going to be... Stacked. Yeah. And God knows that there's going to be another surprise. We did have another surprise on this show. And yes. that was Jay White. Right. He was just in a backstage promo. And it was honestly funny because it was with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. And Adam Cole's like, oh, guys, look who's here. And then Jay White comes in and just, like, continues to attack the guy that they're attacking. And then he just leaves. And the Young Bucks are like, why did you bring him here? Yeah, there's a long history yes. of just bullet club issues started by Jay White. Um, and They were it, like, that's Kenny Omega's arch enemy. Yeah, and Adam <laughs> Cole doesn't care. Because, no. I mean, in, in the lore of this, Adam Cole was dead while this was all going on. Right. So, like, Adam Cole is slowly but surely, it, it just seems like, I mean, he's, we're elevating him at this point. Yes. And he is playing such a good role of, like, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he's totally playing it off, like, oh, we're, what do you mean? We're all just friends. We're yeah. all Bullet Club, right? Like, we're all cool here. You can trust him. You trust me, right? He is going to turn on the Bucks very soon. It was weird that we didn't see the Undisputed. I'm going to keep calling them that until well, AEW Riley, gives me a name for them. But Kyler Riley just had a kid, so he's at home for the time being, and I oh, guess nice. they're going to keep him and Bobby Fish together. Uh, but yeah, they're involved here as well. We're, it's almost good that we're forgetting about them. Yes. Because Adam Cole has a lot of friends that he keeps bringing in. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, like, the Young Bucks are EVPs, Executive Vice Presidents with AEW. You'd, th you'd think... They would know who's coming in. It's just so funny that they keep so playing hard. it off. Like, why is he here? Yeah, they literally were like, I didn't even know this was happening. And, and they're like, I don't know which which one is which. And <laughs> <laughs> one of them, I th it might have been Nick, who knows, was like, oh, I think I read about that on like Reddit or something. With Brandon and, Cutler all, uh, behind the camera. Yeah, Very I'm funny. cracking up about yeah. this because like they are EVPs and they're finding out about this stuff on Reddit with the rest of us. I, and like so good. the storyline, the comedy behind it, like all of it is just so good. That is something that AEW just has. Like they just have it locked down. Um, well, they, they acknowledge that there's a world outside of that. Yes. And like Jay White was a part of that world. And now he is with AEW and he, he was just an impact recently. He's been in new Japan for a while now and bringing him into this. I mean, the, I mean, their roster just keeps getting better and better. Like, you just added Jay White and you just added Keith Lee 
on the same exact night. Right. And both of these guys are guys that have been champions in other promotions mm-hmm. and are like world renowned professional wrestlers. They may not like I don't feel like Jay White is as known in the States, especially to casual viewers. Right. Keith Lee is because he has been on NXT TV and WWE TV. But I mean, Jay White is fantastic. So it's there's so many wrinkles that they keep throwing into all of this. And like there are so many storylines going on right now that are interesting. All of them are interesting. And like even with wrestlers that aren't that great, we're still into their storylines. Like, don't get me wrong. We are huge Jade Cargill fans. Is she the best wrestler we've ever seen? No. 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 But she's 27 and 0 right now. Well, she's just... Like she's she has, got it. She has such a look to her. She is a champion. She looks like a champion. She talks like a champion. Like She faces AQA on Dynamite, mm-hmm. who just got signed after this yes. match. She was Zeta Ramier on NXT for like one match where she beat Tony mm-hmm. Storm and then we never saw her again. One of the best shooting star splashes I've ever seen. Oh, that seen. was so cool. And, but Jade Cargo gets the win here again. She is just such a presence. She really is. And, like, even there were people, like, sitting around us that, like, everybody was saying the same thing. Like, she's green, but give her time. Like, she has like, it. look at her. Look at her. She, she she's is money. 100%. Like, and Hulk like, Hogan was not the best, right. like, technical wrestler. But look right. at the guy. Right. And Jade Cargill has it. She has it. She just needs a little bit more time. And... She does it. She doesn't have to do this. No. She's married to Brandon Phillips, ex-MLB player who has made like $100 million. And she talked about it on Talk is Jericho where, I mean, she does this because she wants to, not because she has to. No, she's here for funsies. WWE wanted her, but they wanted her to like change her life basically and move to Orlando. She wasn't down with that. Right. And like she would have, I mean, she doesn't care about the money aspect. She can make herself a star in AEW and she's doing it. She's that. doing it. She's 27 and oh. And she's doing it her way. She is still your TBS champion. I don't, they don't really have her in any kind of storyline. They just keep having her run through people very Goldberg esque, uh, like early WWE. Yeah, but it's working. It is working because she has. Again, it's just her look right. is phenomenal. And then you had Serena Deeb come out with a five-minute rookie challenge. Did she beat that rookie in one minute. Yeah, there was a five-minute uh, countdown, and literally when that clock hit four minutes, she had already beat her. But like we're at we're at the show, and they have like the the time on like the camera side. So like we're watching it, and we're like, wait a second. It's like 9.35 and they're having another match here. Like, what, when are we going to get to the Texas Dash match, which we get to, and it was Jesus, just nonstop chaos. Just holy shit from start to finish. Every single person in this arena is like jaw on the floor, Except for Tony Schiavone. Except for Tony so Schiavone. I'm going to, we're going to post this on our Instagram, uh, in our Instagram story at HeBookSheBook. I took a small video of Tony <laughs> Schiavone, who is sitting at ringside, and this was so funny to me because this there is just absolute madness going on. Lance Archer and Hangman Page, AEW Championship match, Texas Death Match. The the ropes are taken off uh, by Dan Lambert to make sure that Hangman Page can't hit his buckshot lariat. So like, there's just literally the ropes and turnbuckles laying in the ring. We have. I mean, barbed wire, chairs, tables. We have a, a trash can. Trash can. All we have of it. Lance Archer is using a fork oh, that was so on gross. Hangman Adam Page. And while this is happening, 
Tony Schiavone is relaxed in his he looked chair. Like he was asleep and or on his phone. He was 100% on his phone at one point. It wasn't for very long. I didn't get that in the clip. But, like, it was just so funny to me. And, like, this is nothing against Tony Schiavone. No, this was just, like, a funny moment like, that we, re- the that we saw. The way he is lounging is, like, it's like your uncle at, like, at Thanksgiving, like, watching the football game where he's falling asleep <laughs> in the chair. But, like, he'll pop up if something big happens. But like it was something just, big was happening from start exactly. to finish. I'm just like, when are you? When are you going to pop for this? It was like, crazy that he you? that he did not even realize that like the match was happening. Like I think he thought it was a commercial break or something. It was a very intense match though. There was the most blood, which is yeah. just a recurring theme with AEW in general. But this the blood that was happening here, and then at one point, Lance Archer threw Hangman into the trash can and just flatten that shit like it was just it was just such elevation yes it was all everything was just beautiful they were selling it it was so perfect and of course hangman retains we thought this was going to happen this match was still fantastic it is from, exactly what it needed to yes, be yes. because lance archer is fantastic put on a hell of a show yes. um the crowd was a little bit pissed because we didn't get the hangman entrance music yeah uh, but other than that, the crowd was super into this match. It established Adam Page even more than he already is because he went toe-to-toe with the Murderhawk in a Texas death match, no rules, and just and he beat him. He beat him. And he beat him with the buckshot over the referee, which is just such a cool Yo, spot to watch. that was so watch. cool. That was such a cool so shot. So well executed and set up. This match, top to bottom, was awesome to watch. And, I mean, just... It was Lance Archer was just the perfect dance partner for this exact moment. Yes, it was. It was the transition to another Adam. Uh, yeah. When all of this happens, when somebody wins, the ref always picks up the title and gives it back to or gives it to the winner. And Hangman retains. So when the ref is picking up the belt to give it back to him, Adam Cole just comes walking down. And he just casual. Yes. Just rips that title out of the ref's hands and puts it on Hangman and just walks away. Like a nice guy. Yep. Like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Because there's no motive there. Like an absolute gent just comes out, puts the title on his buddy, and just I mean, it was in that moment, like he's walking down, we're just like, Yes. Yes. Finally. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we and- need. Adam Cole deserves to be in the main event of any promotion he works for right and in the beginning of this show like this obviously the death match ends this show but in the beginning of this show in mjf's promo he says he wants to go after the aew championship but his feud's not his done feud yet. is not it's done. not done yet so like adam cole like this whole thing at the end was just so perfect and so all of it like the match was beautifully executed adam cole just casually coming down and being like no i'm going to give it to him and like just putting it on his shoulder he doesn't do any moves like he just puts it on his shoulder and walks away like he makes his presence known yes and it was very perfect and after this show i came to the conclusion that i don't think we see mjf as champion for at least another year because i'm okay with that it's adam cole's turn I think that the fact that we're continuing with this uh, Punk feud, I think Punk is going to get that win back. Yeah. And I think that is going to knock... Either that goes to... We're going to get a third match, and it goes even longer, or it just takes MJF kind of out of the title picture. Right. Okay? 
And that's where I think, I mean, Adam Cole and Adam Page can have, I mean, they have a backstory already written. And I think we can make this into a fantastic feud. And if it was me, I'm putting that title on Adam Cole because I love Adam Cole. Everybody loves Adam Cole. And there's so much storyline that like, you can go with if beyond you it because Kenny is Kenny's out there. Right. And if Kenny you Omega don't will like, come back soon. If you don't like Adam Cole, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's that. And Adam Cole needs to be the champion when Omega comes back. That would play into everything perfectly. Like he needs to be the champion, either the Bucks or whatever undisputed are going to be called need to be the tag team champions and then we will have omega well, come back yeah. and have that feud going, going and it'll be perfect right and right yeah i don't know who will be the champion at the time i think adam cole would be an awesome person to hold that title when yes. he comes back i think that would be the the only way to go especially if we can move adam cole completely to the heel side yes give him uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Jay White. Mm-hmm. And then we can have on the other side, Kenny works as a babyface when he comes back. Because he's going to get a big pop when he comes back. Of course he is. Put him with Hangman. Right. And put them with the Bucks. And you have your four-on-four civil war of Jay White, Adam Cole, Jay White and the, and the Undisputed. Yes. Versus Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman. And you have a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club feud to work with into the new year. And, I mean, there's so much... Just the fact that, like, that is a thing, that you can put all eight of those guys into one feud. Mm -hmm. And then you still have Brian Danielson, and you still have John Moxley, and you still have CM Punk and MJF, and all these guys. There's so many guys that could be champion at any given time that you believe. Like, I feel like WWE has a problem. Like, their, their main event scene is so thin. Right, because they're not building anybody up for those things. We've been no. saying that for years. Like, they're not building anybody up to take that title off of Roman Reigns. They're not building anybody up to take that title from Brock Lesnar. But we see the same four people in rotation. And it's the same thing with the women's division. It's not just the men's That's side. True. It is It is the same on both sides in, the, in WWE. But in, Ramp- or in AEW, like, there's so many good people that – you do look at like, oh shit, they could be the champion. Like watching, we didn't Hangman, mention Keith Lee, we didn't mention right? Darby Allen, we didn't and mention you know so many other guys. Watching that death match, it could have gone either way. I mean, yes, you know, like because yeah, we didn't even mention Lance Archer in that. That right. dude is a believable, dominant guy. Yes, and like I love that Adam Cole just makes his presence known at the end of Dynamite. Like I'm here. Don't forget, I'm here. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. But we know he's going after that. And to open up a rampage, we have the Bucks in a tag team match, which, again, no rules apply in tag team matches, apparently, in AEW. But by the end of this match, Jay White makes his presence known, too. So I like that they do that, where it's just like, I'm here, here, like, here I am. Don't forget me. And, like, it's it's all revolving around the Young Bucks. Because Young Bucks get their win over Pongi Vice and... Um, Orange Cassidy is <laughs> yeah, well, hilarious just... and amazing. He goes under the ring at one point, and then he there's a thumb coming out of the ring. I mean, being in the crowd for this is was hilarious, but was also so watching it back, they pull him out, but it's actually Danhausen now. Yeah, the crowd went absolutely wild for this, and the funniest thing is Danhausen did nothing. 
He does that. That's he the thing. Does he's so nothing. over. It. He's just he, over in a, just a different yes, way. Yes, he literally just sticks his thumb out. Not even a full thumbs up. He did the, the orange, orange Cassidy, Cassidy yeah. thumbs up. He gets pulled out. He curses them, and then he just left. And everybody went absolutely insane for it. Yeah. Every single person. This man is so over as a personality. I've never, never seen him wrestle, ever. And you don't need to. I don't think I that's ever will thing. need to see him wrestle. I was jumping up yeah. and down for this and i've only known who this man is for like three minutes because he's hilarious like, he's he, just such a funny so personality good. and like he's sort of, he's recovering from a broken leg so i don't think we're going to see him in in the ring anytime soon anyway but his character works without having to work right it's and, so good you know the bucks end up getting the win in this and jay white comes out and that's fine he scares away our yes to help the bucks he like, scares I'm, I'm away cassidy guy. and here he is a good guy he's on his side just like adam cole is saying and we're laughing about the fact that dan Housen is so over but he is not the only person on this roster that is so over i mean hook yeah <laughs> it's wild <laughs> it is insane hook versus blakely happens later in the night and like i mean Hook does things, though. Like, Danhausen is over because he's a personality. Hook, for somebody who is so new and so fresh, like, he's just so over. Like, everybody, everybody is obsessed. He came out, everybody went insane. He wins, everybody goes insane. Like, it, people were waiting. Yes. And, like, chanting his name. Like, yes. They, like, there were signs in the crowd. They're selling his merch at the stands. It I've was never... incredible, that man. I don't think that boy. He's a child. Talk about boys that Andrade should buy. Like this is yeah, the one. Yeah, that would be the one for real. I mean, like I- I'm I'm struggling to think of somebody that has just come out of nowhere like this and is so smooth in everything he does. And everything he does is with a purpose. Yo, that man is a winner. Yeah, like he like just, he there's knows something. It. Like I mean, I-, I don't know. I don't I don't know if he has a ceiling. No. I mean, no. he's not, like, big, but he's intimidating. He's not, like, uh, there's just, there's something about him. He has it. It's the same thing we're talking about Jade Cargill, but in just a completely different way. They have that it factor. Yes. That everything he does is smooth. Everything he does is with a purpose. We haven't really seen him talk, but he doesn't need to because he, he has to. that presence of, like, like he he's has... going to walk in, he's going yes. to kick your ass, and then he's going to leave. He just has this, like, swagger about him, but I hate using that term because it's yeah. it's more than that. Like, he just comes out with this very, like, confident attitude. Like, like he's been playing lacrosse for his whole life which apparently yes but like he has that like that that like what's the he's got like that high school quarterback in like a tv drama kind of like yeah like he is just he knows he's on top and he is on top and everybody loves him everybody's here for it he just comes out and he gets this win and everybody's going crazy and it wasn't even a long match and people were from the beginning because they we do dynamite and then they record rampage so we are there for all of this and from the beginning of dynamite until 11 p.m people are cheering for hook yeah that dude does not come out until like 11 30 no and he got a huge pop and like i, w- I wanted to go through this real quick because the biggest pops that we felt during the night um I mean, Hook was one. Danhausen was one. Huge Keith pop. Lee, obviously. Jay White got a little bit. But I feel like it, it's again, he's not as well known to the casual viewer. The people who knew him popped. Thunder Rosa. Yo. So Thunder Rosa comes out. Britt Baker takes on Robin Renegade. It was a fine match, but uh, Jamie Hader, Mercedes Martinez come out, and I mean, because 
Britt Baker kept attacking Robin Renegade after the match. Thunder Rosa comes to the rescue. When Thunder Rosa comes out, she had a match on AEW Dark that we saw earlier in right. the night. Huge pop then, even bigger pop here. The crowd loves Thunder Rosa. For real. And, like, she, every reason to. Like, we have every reason to love her. She is very good. And she was, like, coming to the rescue, too, which people love. So, like, I don't know, man. She, she's she got it, too. And I, of course, was super excited to see Mercedes Martinez. I love her. Well, you'll um, see her again next week on Rampage. She's going to take on Thunder Rosa right. one-on-one. I told you, I don't think that their little feud is done yet. And it's not. At least, maybe next week it will be, but... They so, went yeah, at like it a, for a, a little nice, bit. It's a nice, like, small thing that's going on. And then you have Brian Danielson, who wants violence. Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't take it to heart that John Moxley came out to help CM Punk. Because his offer for Punk, or for Moxley, is totally different. Because mm-hmm. he wants a long-term relationship, basically, right. with Moxley. And Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty come in. And Lee Moriarty basically steps up to Brian Danielson and says, You know what? You want violence? I'll give you violence. And, and Lee Mor- Moriarty is one of the guys that Brian Danielson mentioned mm-hmm. when he laid out the offer. Right. He wants to take somebody under their under his wing with Moxley mm-hmm. and create something special. And I, I think we're going to slow burn this, which is good, because there's a lot of other things going on that are taking up time yes. on AEW television. I don't know exactly where it goes. I think John Moxley saying yes would be amazing. Up. Uh, are you kidding me? I would just die. Like, I would just drop dead. Like, if we can get a Brian Danielson, John Moxley as the leaders of, a, like, a youth faction. Oh, my God. It would, it would be, be amazing. Incredible. It would be so good. And, I mean, again, like, th- those guys, there's so many guys at the top. There's yes. so many main event level guys in AEW. And, I mean, we're going to have Revolution coming up on Sunday, March 6th. There's not really anything announced other than that Face of the Revolution ladder match, which we'll still have more qualifying matches for next week. Uh, But we're going to move into WWE television, which we have the Saudi Arabia show Crown Jewel is coming up on – or I'm sorry, not Crown Jewel. (laughs) Uh, Elimination Chamber. Yes. Yeah, Elimination Chamber on Saturday at, like, noon or something. Yeah, it's at at, uh, noon on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's – you know, I like Saturday pay-per-views, not necessarily at in you know at twelve o'clock noon, but it's fine. Yeah, we're gonna just have to avoid spoilers because there's no way that I can watch that at noon. But we'll figure it out. Um, in the meantime, leading up to this, we are finishing out this academic challenge between RK Bro and the Alpha Academy. It is the Quiz Bowl. It. You know, it is what it is. It's exactly what it sounds like it's going to be. It was fun. I had a good time watching it. I think. I think a lot of people did. I think people want to hate shit just to hate shit. It was like the questions that were going on were funny. I'm happy that like they played out the way that they played out. And it it was funny. We references LOL. Because, you know, first off, they are also in Colorado. So like, of course, they're going to have lead references. Riddle is here. I love that they gave Riddle a question that is obviously related to weed. And Randy's like, wait, 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 I know this. And like blew everybody's mind. It was perfect. As if Randy Orton has failed drug tests in the past exactly and of course riddle and randy get this win and then they leave and the street profits come out making fun of the alpha academy for losing which then turns into the street profits versus alpha academy and the alpha academy wins this match but like the only thing that came out of that match to me because i you're a huge like otis fan you're a huge chad gable fan i'm not saying that i'm not they are great wrestlers in their own i didn't care about this match with the street profits but Montez Ford can fly, and nobody can tell me otherwise. Montez Ford is something else. 
that man can fly. I think he's something really special that, and I feel bad for Dawkins here because yeah, he's like, he is the Genetti yeah. in this tag uh, in this tag team. And I mean, just I think Montez Ford is really something special. I don't know if they ever do break up the Street Profits. He's, I mean, he could be something. I mean, you could put him into a main event kind of role because he has so much charisma. And he he has, does. And he's fantastic on the mic. And, I mean, god damn, is this guy athletic? He's so athletic. His moveset is so cool, and he gets such elevation on every jump that he makes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Alpha Academy gets their win, and, I mean, they're, they're going to keep rolling. And on the other side of things, we have Kevin Owens, who is not rolling as well. He's not going to be in this, man. He's not going to be in this Elimination Chamber match. He's very upset about it. Goes to Adams and Sonya, and, I mean, he's convinced— that if he beats Austin Theory on this night, mm-hmm. that he's going to take Austin Theory's place in this Elimination Chamber match. Because last week he lost. Right. And that put Austin Theory into this Elimination Chamber match. Kevin Owens gets the win. Mm-hmm. It was on a pretty this good night. match, too. In a very solid match. I love Austin Theory. I love mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens goes to Sony and Adam, wants to be in the ladder match or in the Elimination Chamber match, and they say, yeah, they said everything was final. Like, it's all finalized. Everybody who's in Elimination Chamber is in Elimination, cha- in elimination Chamber. Kevin Owens is not one of those people. And on top of that, he probably won't be going to WrestleMania. Which is hella rude to say. Right, and Kevin Owens just, like, has, like, a full-blown breakdown about how he's a good guy and Texas means so much to him. And he... <laughs> so weird. It was so funny. Bro, like, you're from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. What are we doing? It, it, what was... I think it was Corey Graves at one point was just like, he identifies as a cowboy. Like, it it (laughs) was very funny. But, like, all in all, Kevin Owens wins most of his big titles in Texas. And that's why he was saying he needs to be in WrestleMania. And they're just like, now you probably won't even be there. He will probably be going against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I think that's where this goes, especially with the way the night ended. Yes. um, Which we'll get to in a moment. I mean, we we ended up with Riddle and Seth Rollins are going to close the show. With another really good match. With another very good match that ends up becoming Kevin Owens and Seth versus RK Bro. Because Kevin Owens comes out and gets um, basically gets Seth disqualified, but then they right. turn it into a tag match because that's what WWE loves to do. Well, it's because once Kevin got involved, of course Randy's going to come out and save his, his partner. Yes. And then they just cut to commercial, we come back, tag team match, which we assumed when they cut to commercial. Because, and again, predictable. Seth hits Riddle with a stomp. Seth picks up the win. And... Randy Orton RKO's Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens' lifeless body rolls out of the ring, and Seth just kind of... Laughs and walks away. Yeah, not uh, not what you'd think a good friend would do. No. And Kevin Owens, I mean, this is, this is lining up about as well as you'd think for a Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania. It kind of sucks for Seth, because I feel like he... If day one happens the way it should have happened, Seth Rollins might be champion at this point. Yeah. Uh, but he is going to, I mean, at least he'll get a great match out of Kevin Owens. I think that match will absolutely. Oh, it's going to be, a, like, just so, so good. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I feel like that leaves us with, I, I don't know who comes out of the chamber. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but, I mean, that's where we're at. That was the end of the show. We had AJ Styles get a win over Damian Priest, which was interesting. Right, and, like, that was, like, a contender's match for the U.S. Championship, which is funny because Damian Priest is the champion. So AJ, and AJ is in the Elimination Chamber match. Right. So he beats the champion clean. Yeah. And now he gets another match against the champion for the championship. I mean, 
put that back on AJ Styles. He deserves to be a champion. He's away from Omos. Like, give him that champion. I'm all here for yeah, that. And we're not doing anything with Omos. No. Which is interesting. Other than AJ J- or Riddle telling him that he has pretty eyes. Yeah, and that was last week. I don't think mm-hmm. we got anything really out of Omos this week. Uh, AJ Styles, I, I just, I don't want to see AJ Styles in a U.S. championship feud. I you would don't. rather him just be like in a regular. I'd rather him face Edge or go do something oh, yeah. else. I don't think I don't want him with Damian Priest. I think Damian Priest would be fine holding the championship to WrestleMania, defend it at WrestleMania. I don't know against two. Maybe you do like a multi-man ladder match or a multi-man match of some sort. Uh, but yeah, I would I would like to keep those two away. That's a big win for AJ Styles going oh, into yeah. the chamber, though. A lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. I doubt he wins, but great win here to pick up. And then speaking of guys that I don't think will win in the Elimination Chamber, Rey Mysterio. Right, he was on Miz TV. Maurice was here looking fabulous as always. Uh, both Mysterios come out on Miz TV. The Miz is another one that just like such a good heel for no reason. Like this man just knows what to say to strike a nerve and he does. He just like looks at Dominic and he's like, you're really tall. Maybe you are Eddie's son. And like, what? fantastic reference it's been Loved so it. long since we've like heard nobody, something yeah. like that nobody brings it up it was so good this turns into a match a quick match dominic rolls up the miz so dom gets this win over the miz nobody cares whatevs yeah you know, like that's, nobody that's... cares we don't know what's going to happen with them drew Dewdrop wins over Liv morgan bianca wins over nikki ash and veer and alexa bliss are still coming to raw with no actual return yet yeah, there was just, I mean, the Alexa thing is, is just dragging. hate it. I hate it. And it's not going anywhere. It's not giving us any information. No. So it's just, it's at this point, it's just a waste of time. It's annoying. Veer, it's it's comedy at this point. We've been, right. he's been coming since like October. October, I think we looked up. Uh, Bianca Belair gets a win, obviously. That's mm-hmm. good for her. Dewdrop gets a win. Good momentum for Elimination Chamber. And then we're at SmackDown. Right, and we have Sonya coming out, and she's, I mean, on Raw as well, Sonya was in a sling because... She also wore it on the red carpet at a GLAAD event. Yes. She's selling so this everywhere. She is selling it good for her because, like, we've complained about this before with wrestlers not selling shit. And Sonya's selling it. <laughs> no, and, I, I've complained about this because Sammy Guevara won't sell anything. Well, sh- Specifically. Sh- don't, don't hate on Sammy. Sammy, Stop it. when you get hit, it hurts, right? <laughs> Yo, and Lita? We'll Lita. talk about Lita. Lita sold the shit out of that. But yeah, Wait, did we not talk about Lita and Becky? No, we didn't at all. <laughs> so so Becky Lynch and Lita have their promo together. This happens on Raw, too. Because <laughs> Becky tells Lita that, like, she looked up to Lita. Right. Lita without, was a hero of hers. Without Lita, there would be no Becky Lynch. Yeah, and, like, she, she has no problem. You know, she has um, turned away from the fans, turned away from friends. Right. And she used to look up to Lita, but she will put Lita down. And, like, they get into a little tussle. Lita's like, the crowd loves me. They're the one that's pushing me through. It, you know, it, it's going to be a fun match because of what it is. Exactly. It's Lita versus Becky Lynch. But they get into a little bit of a tussle, and, like, I just... Lita sells it. Right, <laughs> sells she, it. she got punched in the face, and it just made end, me laugh. And she's literally just like holding her face while Becky's just like laying on well, the you're just like, Why is she holding her face? What's, what happened to her jaw? I'm like, that's called selling a punch. <laughs> like, which I Sammy thought she Gavara was. Should do. I honestly thought she was hurt. So like, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. You know? She's got it. And like Sonia, like we how we started this was she's in a sling from last week when Rhonda flipped her over her back and like attacked her after Sonia attacked Rhonda first. But whatever, we won't even we don't mention that. Part. Part. And Sonia comes out saying that she's asked upper management 
to make sure that Ronda Rousey has consequences for her actions because she don't care if you're Naomi or if you're Ronda you deserve consequences for what you did she wants her to be fined a hundred thousand dollars and be suspended indefinitely all of this starting immediately Adam Pierce comes out he's interrupting saying oh well you know I know you're not checking your emails while you're in the ring but Vince McMahon himself responded right now and he's not happy he's declining your request he says that Sonya's abusing her power which I mean coming from Vince McMahon <laughs> hilarious, well, hilarious. He, th- yeah that was a very tongue-in-cheek like, yes you know yes like we know and um she is Sonya is not to lay a hand on Naomi or interfere later during her championship match and Naomi comes out after this like Sonya's so pissed in the ring and Naomi comes out and she's like he said you can't lay a hand on me and just slaps the shit out of Sonya yep and it was great. I mean, it, it, later during the match, it was Naomi versus Charlotte Flair. This is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was a decent match. Long. Like, it was a long Very match. Very good, long match. Like, Charlotte Flair retains, obviously, but Naomi put in work. She gave yep. her a run for her money. And, and this is not the first time we've said this about Naomi. I love Naomi. Give Naomi a long match. I love and her. And she usually does really well in it. Her and Charlotte Flair have pretty decent chemistry i've always said this i think naomi is one of the most athletic women on that roster she is so good she is so athletic she is she's just fun to watch as well and like like i said even though she didn't win she put in that work and then while charlotte is like all right i won and i'm leaving naomi's still laying down in the ring and sonia comes out and is like screaming at her like you're a loser blah 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 and they start hitting each other and then charlotte comes back in and now it's sonia and charlotte attacking naomi until ronda rousey comes down and she basically saves naomi helps naomi get back up she's hitting charlotte hitting sonia and after SmackDown online, it's announced that Sonya and Charlotte will tag up against Naomi and Ronda at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, so this Elimination Chamber card has turned out to be very interesting mm-hmm. in in ways that aren't even like wrestling related. There, there, there's just there's so many women on this card. It's a shocking, but like awesome. It's you no, know, it's fantastic because I mean. For a while, there wasn't really women on these Elimination Chamber shows. The very Then they first... would have, like, one match, or they right. would have, like, you know... Basically, I think they had, like, one match each at, like, the last couple. Well, think about it. The very first Saudi show, the women were not on at all. They ended up no. having a women's-only yeah, yeah, pay-per-view. Evolution. The only pay-per-view for all women that they've ever had, but... They had that leading up to the first Saudi show because there was none. Now we have Becky Lynch versus Lita. We have a Raw Women's Tag Team Opportunity Chamber match. We have Sonya and Charlotte versus Naomi and Ronda. Twelve women are going to work this show. And then on top of all of that, it was also announced that for the first time ever, there are billboards in Saudi Arabia with women on them uh becky lynch and lita are on billboards and like that's crazy that's so awesome and i mean there's a lot of negativity online because saudi arabia doesn't have the best track record yes uh with human rights which you know obviously any google search will tell you but i mean this is it's obviously they're doing this for money but it's at least you have to think about it from the point of view of there are little girls in saudi arabia yes that are going to watch this show Mm mm-hmm and, I mean, they're going to see women on this show performing and performing well. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're going to get heroes out of this. And that's, I mean, that's a positive. Whether, you know, whether you want to only look at the negative of it, that's fine. I understand it. There's plenty of negative to look at. 
but I'd rather look at it as, I mean, we're making progress here, at least in WWE's willingness and ability to put women in these matches on these shows. Right. And then on the other end, we are going to see Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, because if it's a Saudi show, Goldberg has to show up for whatever reason. And we didn't see them actually interact. They both had individual backstage segments with Michael Cole. And basically, Michael Cole is just going through all of Goldberg's like accolades to Roman. And Roman is just like, I don't care. Like his demeanor didn't care. At one point, he straight up says like, no one cares. No, I am here. Now. Agreed. Yeah. Like, Agreed, Roman. Like Brock, like the match between Goldberg and Brock gets brought up, and Roman's like, no one cares. Like, no I'm cares. here now. It does not matter that years ago Brock Lesnar and Goldberg went at it and Goldberg wins in a X amount of minutes or seconds. Like, it doesn't matter. I am the one that's here now. I am the tribal chief. Paul Heyman loves his tribal chief. And Roman Reigns is saying that he's not feeling any pressure. He's going to Goldberg. Goldberg. And then the only thing to say about Goldberg's promo to me, which was stupid, because I mean R- Roman was fine. He basically Yeah, we shouldn't like, even had a Goldberg promo, honestly. I get why yeah. we had it, but like it was we shouldn't have had it. Goldberg's was like he said this comeback will be everlasting, which oh, God no, please no, don't. It's, please, I hope not. Please no. He had this is apparently his last match. Please let it be his last yes. match. But he said that like he now doesn't care what other people think. Right. Like what? It does, Bro, I, you're in your 50s. What? I don't know. You just now? Because he said, like, people doubted him, and then he started to doubt himself, and that's why he was losing. Matt's like, what are you talking about? It was the. It was just so such a generic promo that you would have thought that, like, somebody just coming up had either written it for themselves or, like, were trying to play, like, this underdog character. Like, Goldberg is not an underdog. Right. Goldberg has been around since 1997. And he said that, too, because, you know, Michael Cole was like, well, what about Roman Reigns saying that he's going to Goldberg, Goldberg? And he's like, there's only one Goldberg. And, like, okay, and now you're saying that this comeback is going to be everlasting. Like, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, I hope this is it for Goldberg. And, I mean, it, I hope he puts in a good show. I hope it's a good match. This ma- Michael Cole did bring up that this match was supposed to happen a couple years ago at WrestleMania. It didn't for reasons. And, you know, it's not, (laughs) like, it's not a match that I ever cared to see. No, and now we have to see it again. it's not one that I care to see now. At noon on a Saturday. Yeah, I hope it's like a five-minute long match. Well, that does tend to be the case with some of Goldberg's big matches. Goldberg and Lashley kind of slapped. It was better than it had any reason to be. I agree with that. It was better than it should have been. And... I, I mean, it did work. I mean, Goldberg's Goldberg. Like, he's yeah, he right. Like there is only, then, there yeah. is only one Goldberg. I, I do like... Well, there's Gaysburg, you know so... That's a good point. But the reason that Goldberg and Lashley was so good was because they both have the spear. And I think that that's going to play into the Roman-Goldberg thing, too. Because when two men just constantly want to spear each other, it's fun for some reason. Like, they're just constantly, like, hit, 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 yeah. hit. And then, like, they're, they're hitting each other. And then it's... It's a lot of fun to watch that. So, like, this could potentially be a good match, but we know what the outcome of this match is going to be. I have a prediction for this match. Oh, I'm worried. Because I, I believe Lashley and, and Goldberg was either, like, a last man standing or, like, a notice qualification match. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get the same thing here. Not necessarily last man standing match because Roman's already done that in this right. uh, in this reign. But I think we're going to turn this into, like, some kind of notice qualification match just to make it a little bit longer. And to give the crowd something a little bit more. Okay. Because, I mean, Goldberg versus Roman, 
it's not going to be interesting if it's no. just a regular match. And I we think know we'll, what Roman we'll adds some kind of stipulation to it on Friday, right? And we know what Roman's going to be doing for WrestleMania. So like, exactly, we know yeah, that this match is going to be just this match, and then we're going to move on from there. Um, I also have a prediction for WrestleMania that has nothing to do with these guys and has everything to do with the love of my life, Sami Zayn. Uh, he is in another episode of In Zayn. There's a whole thing going on with like Shinsuke and Boogs, and like I don't know, Boogs gets like electrocuted or something. I don't really understand what happened there but there was also a clip of johnny knoxville happening and he's like shredding the new shirt sammy's new shirt because he's mad about it because it's sammy zane forever and it's like a play on the jackass forever he's like it's infringement and he shreds it and it's a whole thing he's wearing a cardigan that says wwe world champion he's wearing a championship belt we are going to see sammy zane versus johnny knoxville at wrestlemania and there is zero doubt in my mind I fully believe that that is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn next week uh, on SmackDown right, for, for the, the inter- Intercontinental yeah. Championship. I assume that that title goes to Sami. Um, and then maybe Knoxville. And uh, <laughs> I really hope... I, I do think we're going to get Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at yes. WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. And, it, I mean, it'll be fine. Sami will make it entertaining. The build-up will of course. be way better than the match itself. Of course. Um, I think that'll be fun. We had Aaliyah and Natty again. Natty gets the win. And then Zia Lee mm-hmm. comes out to the rescue because Natty doesn't, you know, stop beating up Aaliyah. And I'll tell you what, Zia Lee got a pop here. This is the thing that WWE People doesn't get. For Zia Lee. People love her. People like when it's something new. It's yes. different, and she's got dope kicks, man. Those like she's, those strikes looked good. They looked better than Ronda's. Exactly. Like her her move set looks good. Her entrance she's is very awesome. Tiny. She's like, I, well, they made a reference to that when she was coming out too. They were basically saying that she's like four foot nothing, just coming to save the day, and she does though. Well, yeah, she, like she, she does. Beat that ass. She comes out like to the rescue, to Aaliyah's rescue, and it's great like you said like the ever the universe popped for it we're here for it we're ready for it nobody really cares about the fact that like baron corbin also wins the match i'm honestly angry about that because cesaro lost and i don't like the fact that cesaro just keeps losing i don't even know if anything good else happened los lotharios and and new day happened i like los lotharios they got a win over the new day but i mean we're looking forward at elimination chamber saturday february 19th in saudi arabia at like noon we have the <laughs> WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match, which is Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. My hope for this match is anything but Brock Lesnar. I want Riddle to win it. If anybody can win other than Brock Lesnar, I'll be fine with that. I'll be fine if Bobby wins. I'll be fine if Seth or Austin... Well, Austin Theory would be interesting. I feel like that'd be a struggle to write a program for him for WrestleMania. I think Riddle would be a great choice. I want choice. Riddle to win it. Because you have the there's obvious. So, yes, there's so many storylines happening with Riddle. If he wins it, we can turn RK-Bro. We can just implode RK-Bro. Yes, because Not right that now I want it to happen. Here's but the thing. They were hot for a second. Yes. It was like it was a very slow burn. People were, were very hesitant to get on board the RK-Bro train. And then they got hot. And then it really stagnated. Mm-hmm. Now they're hot again. Yeah. Just in time for WrestleMania. Yeah, this is the time to do it. If Randy turns here... Mm-hmm. He is so heel. Yeah. And Riddle is such a baby face. And it's just perfect. It, it honestly is just so, so well. perfect. It, if you can get Riddle as your WWE champion going into Mania facing Randy Orton, you can make a new star. Yes. You can make Riddle yes. the star that he should be because that dude is entertaining as shit. Right. And I, I, I like that option. I like Bobby Lashley winning as well. As long as 
Brock Lesnar is not the winner. I'm fine. Seth Rollins winning this also would be great because you do have the Kevin Owens yes, wrinkle of all this. Yes, put him against Kevin Owens. Uh, I think the only ones that really don't have programs in uh, for like a championship would be like AJ Styles and Austin Theory. Brock Lesnar would be your title unification. I, I feel like that's the worst see, case scenario. I just don't because, want to see that. I don't yeah, want to see title versus title. I'm, I'm, just, I don't want that. It's booking yourself into a corner. Yes. Like how do you get the titles off of this one person? Right. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I would assume they'd put them both on Roman if they were to put right. both of them on somebody. Uh, but I hope that is not the case. Becky and Lita, I feel like this is just a transition thing for uh, for Becky. Uh, Ro- Roman Reigns and Goldberg, please God. Please. Just, Roman Reigns. I don't think I've ever rooted for Roman so hard in my life. Yeah, Drew, Drew McIntyre and Madcap, just who gives a shit? Who cares? Oh, they also announced this past week that that's going to be a false count anywhere match. Yeah, and Drew McIntyre threatened to basically stab Madcap yes. with his sword, which, which fine, whatever. It. Sony and Charlotte versus Naomi and Ronda. I think there's a couple ways this can go. Mm-hmm. This can be Charlotte pinning Naomi, so that way Ronda loses, and Charlotte gets a win, and but Ronda doesn't take the pinfall, or Ronda ends up pinning Sonya or Charlotte or some variation of the two. So that was right. an interesting, because I don't, you can go either way, mm-hmm. and it works. Uh, and then, I mean, the one I'm most interested in, just because there's an open slot. Yes. It's your Raw Women's uh, Title Opportunity Elimination Chamber match. It's a mouthful. Rhea Ripley. Nikki A.S.H., Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Dewdrop. Dewdrop just beat Liv Morgan mm-hmm. on Raw. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. just lost to Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley is just hanging out, apparently. Right, and then we and have... And then you have that slot. Right, please be Asuka. So, please be Asuka. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Please. There's, there's not a lot just of Just manifesting options. that. Please be Asuka. Asuka would be the perfect one here. We have one more Raw until elimination chamber and, I, and you have to put it you they, have to we have yeah. to announce it i think you have to announce it and just because you want that like advertised for right the show please um, be oscar and i i feel like i i, I just don't want it like i don't want it to be a surprise it's one of the rare roman r- rare moments where i'd I agree rather with it that. not be a surprise yes i would like to see oscar in this match i don't know i would like to see oscar in it and win it um because then, in oh, it would be a, it would be an opportunity for the Asuka women. Oscar and Becky at, at Mania. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, yes, it's, a it's the only one itself. that has a storyline that already has history. Well, Bianca, you could technically yeah, put in no, there. Yeah, but no, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm just saying you could rehash the Bianca shit. No, we can rehash the Oscar shit. You could make a new star with Rhea. Yeah, I love Rhea. But I think I do love Rhea. But I'm so set on Oscar coming back. I I'm ready if for it. Is the one. Mm-hmm. I think she wins. I'm, I w- would hope so. I'm curious, though, because there are so many people that are, like, out. Like, obviously... Lacey Evans also exists here. Bailey is a free agent. She was never drafted. I so, know, I don't know if she's coming back for this. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not even putting her name in there. I don't think yeah, that she I would be the one. I think, but she's, like, I think she's post-mania at this point. Yes, I agree with that. Like, Lacey Evans could potentially be post-mania, too. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is on Raw. She could potentially be that mm. spot. We That could be what she's coming back for, you know? But I don't know, man. I really want it to be Wouldn't Asuka. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, if she's just, like... <laughs> so, like, you could not announce it, right? And then, like, she's just in the chamber, like, like when they get to Saudi Arabia. She's just already in it. She's just already, like, that's, like, her insane asylum that they put her in. They, they just locked her into, like, one of, like, the, the pods of the elimination chamber. Oh, God, what are they doing with that poor woman? She's so, she's too good to be what she's in right now. Yeah, it, it's just, it's, it, I hate it. 
I hate I it for Alexa. I think it's all just very stupid. But yeah, I think if Asuka's in it, I think she wins. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lacey in that spot. I don't think Lacey wins. But I, I think it'd be a fun surprise on yet. Raw if it was announced as her. Right. Um, but yeah, I think whoever's in that spot. If it's Asuka, I think she wins. If it's Lacey, I think Bianca gets that win. That would make the most sense out of the women that are in this match. I don't know. You guys will have to keep up with us. Uh, we will be back after the Elimination Chamber. We will have another... Well, we'll have just an Elimination Chamber episode. I'm very intrigued to see how it goes. It's probably going to be pretty good, especially with all of the matches. Way more matches than I thought were going to happen. Make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBook, SheBook. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.